Hello, I am so happy to have you here today. Today's topic is about pricing and how to stop charging what you're worth. You might be like, uh, whoa, okay, did you just say stop charging what you're worth? This might be a topic that you're not expecting because we all hear the saying, charge what you're worth, so often in the photography industry. But as I was sitting down and thinking about episodes and what I wanted to talk about, I didn't want to talk about just general things or things that everybody talked about. I really want to give you different points of views and other perspectives. And I decided today I would like to give you a little bit of a different perspective when it comes to pricing yourself in your business and specifically the topic of charging what you're worth. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. I am sure that every single person listening to this has asked, wondered, tried to get advice on what they should be charging. And most of us have received, and honestly, the BS answer, um, an answer that just isn't helpful, the answer of charge what you're worth. This is a saying that I hate with a passion. So in this episode, I'm going to share why I hate it and how we should be figuring out our pricing instead. My biggest issue with the phrase charge what you're worth is it's too personal. When someone tells you charge what you're worth, our first instinct is not to look at our business or our business's worth. We immediately look inward. Even though that's not what they mean, that's what we do. We look inward and we try to figure out what we are worth. We start going down the rabbit hole of what would people pay for me or do people like me? How good am I? You start comparing yourself. You're trying to put a number or a value on yourself as a person instead of your business. This is a horrible idea because we are our own worth worst critics. We just aren't that nice to ourselves. And most of us know this. We don't see ourselves the way that other people see us. We compare ourselves, we get down on ourselves, we're doubting ourselves. We all do this. You are not alone in these feelings because most of us experience these same feelings. If anything, the charge what you're worth mindset is actually going to make some of us charge less because we can't see our own value. So there are business decisions that need to be made based on data in our business and not our emotions and things that are not so personal. And I believe that pricing is one of those decisions. So let's just go ahead, throw this, what am I worth? You know, just go ahead and throw it out the window. Let's not look back. And instead, let's start looking at the facts in our business. So if we aren't going down the charge what you're worth rabbit hole, how are we going to figure out our pricing? So I'm here to tell you that every person is different. I know that that is not what you want to hear. There is not one set like this is what you should charge. If you're at this stage in your business, this is what your pricing should be. That just doesn't exist because every person, every business, every location, every offering, they're all different. And I think that this is one reason that people started saying things like charge what you're worth or charge what feels right or you'll know 
because they honestly just didn't want to give you the time to give you the real answer because the real answer is a lot more complicated and a lot longer than that. Figuring out your pricing is going to depend on a lot of different factors. For starters, are you a new photographer trying to figure out your pricing for the very first time? Or are you a photographer trying to figure out if you're on the right track for your pricing or wanting to raise your prices? In my course, I break down the pricing section into different areas for my students because I believe that the way that you charge in your first year is drastically different than how you're going to charge the rest of the years that you're in business. Your first year is just so unique. You are growing rapidly. You're learning rapidly. Things just happen and change so quickly. So I have a first year pricing model that is different than the rest of the years. So if you're a newer photographer listening to this, if you're in your first year in business, my biggest pieces of advice when it comes to pricing for you is number one, not to give your low introductory like starter pricing out too far in advance. Don't be booking yourself, you know, eight, nine, a year plus out in advance at $500 because you're going to regret that. I did that. I can promise you firsthand you're going to regret that. And number two, um, a lot of new photographers don't realize that it doesn't matter when you raise your pricing. You can raise your pricing as much as you want to, whenever you want to. There's nothing set in stone. You're a business owner now. You can literally do whatever you want. And so I really recommend that you make several small price increases throughout your first year because you are growing and learning rapidly and you're, you should really have multiple price increases as you get better, as you are growing to really account for that rapid growth. So how do we actually sit down and come up with our pricing in a not emotional way? How do we actually figure things out based on data? What does that even mean and what does that look like? When you sit down to start figuring out your pricing, the first thing you need to find is your need number. How much money do you need to make every single month? This is kind of like, this is your break-even point. How much do you need to make? The first thing that you need to do is to figure out your business expenses. This is pretty obvious. Go through what are your monthly subscriptions, transaction fees, what do you plan on spending on gear and supplies? What's the average amount that you spend on Amazon on things? Because if you're like me, I'm like, how did I spend so much on Amazon this month? You know, and then you want to account for other little things like parking and permits and studio rentals, coffee meetings, uh, client gifts. This really depends on how you run your business and the type of photography business you have, but any miscellaneous things that you have in your business. And I always like to add just like a little buffer in there because... We always end up spending more money than we think we're going to. It's just it's just human nature, I think. But we can't stop at our business expenses though. We also have to go in and factor in our personal expenses. How much money do you need to make every month to pay for your personal bills? I mean, ultimately, this is why we have a business. This is our job to pay for our bills. So we have to ensure that we are factoring that in. How much money do you need to make to pay for all of your personal bills? 
Another expense in your personal category that you need to be adding is extra money. This will depend on you and your lifestyle and what you want, but you don't want to just make enough to break even. That's that's not fun. We don't want to just pay for our bills and we didn't save any money or account for any money to go out to dinner or go on a date or go do something fun. Um, you know, so factor in extra personal income. Whatever this looks like for your budget, you know, as you grow in your business, this number might get bigger. The third thing that you need to be factoring in is paying taxes. As much as we don't like it, it's just something that we have to do. So you need to um, estimate in your federal income tax and your state income tax. If you are in a state where you have sales tax, I'm sorry for you, but you probably need to factor a little sales tax in there as well. So we're going to bring all of these things together to have the amount of money that we need to make every single month. This is our need number. We have to make this this amount. From there, we're going to decide how many sessions or how many weddings. Um, This really depends on your business. How much do you want to work every single month? And let these numbers guide you, your need number and how much you want to work. This is going to guide you to deciding how much you should be charging. This will look different for everybody as we have different businesses and different lives, different types of photography. We're in different areas of the country or um, in the world, there's probably people listening in different countries. Um, So I always like to remind people that this is your base number. This is basically like your break-even number. This is the number you have to be making and you have to be charging. You can charge more than that. This is not like, okay, well, this says this is what my pricing is. You can charge more than that. I wouldn't recommend charging less than that. If you feel like you're in a situation where you're like, oh, I think that that for where I am in my photography, this might be a little higher than I would like, then you might have to account that you might have to work a little more. You know, maybe instead of this many sessions, you've got to up it and you've got to do this many sessions a month instead. But it's it's really giving you a starting point to build your pricing. Knowing your base and how much you need to na- need to make is going to be helpful in your pricing, but also helpful when you decide to raise your pricing. Remember that our lives change and you're going to have to reevaluate this and redo this if you have a life change or change in expenses or a change in your business. I personally recommend, I personally sit down and do this every single year. I reset my goals and I look into my prices and see what needs to be done. Where am I at based on what I want? When it comes to charging what you're worth, I just don't love the way that it's phrased and how I said it feels so personal. Instead, I would say know the value in the service that you provide. Look around at factors like the economy. What do other photographers in your area charge? What do other service-based providers charge? As a new photographer, it can be really hard to know the value in photography. I personally tell my students that the bare minimum should be $100. I know that everybody wants a number. You know, they're like, okay, well, you know, the formula that you just gave me, that's cool. But like, can we be real here? Like, what should I be charging? What like, so here's kind of my bare minimum. I tell my students, $100. That should be the bare minimum, no matter what you're offering. 
it should basically be over $100. Think about the economy for starters. When I go to the grocery store and walk out with two or three bags of basics, it's $100. Photography as a service in our time should be more than a couple bags of groceries, in my opinion. I think that photography and the service we provide is more valuable than that. Also, think about other service providers. Specifically, service providers where you go and sit down, get that service, and after that hour, there's nothing else that needs to be done. How much does it cost to get your hair done, or your nails done, or to go get a massage? The majority of these services start around $75 to $100 an hour, and they get way, way more expensive with experience. But as photographers, our service goes beyond the time that we spend with the client. There's the time before the session and marketing to them, preparing for the session. We have to travel and pay to travel to every single session. The session itself, the editing of the session or the wedding. This is why I say for a session, $100 should be the bare, bare minimum. And if you really want a number, I really think that for new photographers, $200 is a better starting place for an hour session. I think $100 should be reserved for mini sessions or shorter sessions. It should not be $100 for an hour. That is extremely low no matter where you live. I think that $200 for an hour is a really good starting place for a new photographer. When it comes to raising your prices, we are going to reevaluate what our need number per month is. Has it changed? But there's also other data that we need to be taking into account when it comes to raising our prices. Instead of asking, what is our value? We should be asking, what is the demand in my business? I'm going to say that again. Instead of asking, what is our value? We should be asking, what is the demand in my business? Do I have the demand to support a price increase? One thing about me is that I am a crazy person and I love spreadsheets. I'm just, you know, in my Google Drive, I have a spreadsheet for everything. I have a million spreadsheets. And one spreadsheet that I keep and I recommend for all photographers is a demand spreadsheet. It's very simple. It's got a column that has the number of inquiries for the month and another column that has the number of bookings for that month. So you can see how many inquiries you're getting and from those inquiries, how many bookings are you getting? If you do just portrait sessions or just weddings, this is pretty simple. If you do both, you could kind of break that down and do one for portraits and one for weddings. But you're going to divide that number, and this is going to give you a percentage. This is your demand percentage. If you have a higher demand, then your business can support a price increase. You probably should be increasing your price if you've got a really healthy demand for your business. If your business just doesn't have the demand, maybe it isn't the right time to raise your prices. I feel like you can't listen to a podcast, or talk to uh, an educator for photographers without hearing, raise your prices, know your value, raise your prices, raise your prices, blah, blah, blah. And I really think that that this is a choice that you need to be making based on what's right for your business and based on the data in your business, not just because someone encouraged you to or told you to or you feel like you have to, because you don't have to raise your prices. You need to be making these choices based on the data in your business. 
If you are someone who is in a place where you feel like the demand isn't there, these are the things that I would recommend looking at to see where you are falling short and where there is room for improvement. So really, we've got three areas here. Number one, marketing is pretty obvious. If you are not getting a solid number of inquiries, let's start by figuring out what else we can be doing to improve on the marketing front. How else can we be getting inquiries and new leads? You know, are you only on social media? Are there other ways that you can start incorporating into your marketing? You know, maybe it's email marketing or you get on Wedding Wire or The Knot or you start running Google ads or Facebook ads. You know, how are you marketing your business? Where can you change? But also looking and seeing What isn't working for you in your current marketing plan? Are you spending money on something that just isn't working for you? If that's the case, let's stop doing that and let's pivot and let's try something different. If this is you, you can head to my website and I have a free marketing strategy workshop. Um, So you can just go to my website. It's under free resources. It's about, I don't know, 45 minutes long, but it just walks through um, the eight different ways that I get leads in my business and how I market my business. Um, So this is if this is you, that might be a helpful resource for you. Number two is your first email. If you are getting a solid number of inquiries, but you're never hearing from them again, and you're getting ghosted a lot, there is a really good chance that your first email is the issue. So many photographers don't realize the importance and the power that the first email you send has. You know, whenever someone gets they're, they're reaching out to a bunch of photographers for their wedding, for example. They reach out to 10 different different photographers, and they are going to compare the first email that you sent to them, and they are going to narrow it down from there. They're probably not going to set a phone call up with every single person. They're not going to take it a, a step further with every single person. So ask yourself, what does your first email look like? Is it personal enough? Are, do the They feel like you're talking directly to them. Are you talking to your ideal client? Are you giving them all the information that they need to make an educated decision? If they are reaching out to 10 different photographers to narrow it down in that first email before ever talking to you again, did you give them all the information they needed to make an educated decision? And really, a lot of that information is going to come in the form of a investment guide? Do you have a beautiful, informative investment guide? Because that's really important. So if the answer is no, this is an area that is a pretty easy fix. So look at your first email. How can we make it stronger? How can we make a nicer investment guide? Or maybe you don't even have one. Make an investment guide that walks through the entire experience and your pricing and the next steps and has reviews. So really have all of the information that they need to make an educated decision and want to set up a phone call with you. The third thing is if you're getting a decent amount of inquiries and you're getting them on the phone, but after the phone call, they aren't booking you, you might be struggling with that phone consultation. So with this, are you 
selling yourself. I think a lot of photographers are scared to be salesy. They're scared to sell themselves, but you have to remember, they reached out to you. They asked for pricing. They are asking to be sold to, and you're scared to sell yourself to them. So if this is where you are struggling, work on how you can portray your value and how you can sell yourself and your services to someone on the phone. Because if they are taking the time, they already know your pricing, they already have all of the information to make an educated decision at this point. If they are setting up a phone call with you, there's a really, really good chance that they want to book you. So I would say that the majority of people setting up a phone call with you should be booking you on the phone. So take some time to figure out what the root of your issue is, because a lot of times it isn't pricing. That is the first thing that people go to is they're like, well, my inquiries are low or people are ghosting me. Maybe there's an issue or a breakdown with my pricing. And um, the majority of the time, pricing is not the issue. The issue lies somewhere else. So take some time, look at your inquiries. What stage here are you in? You know, Are you getting those inquiries or do you need more inquiries? Do you have a strong email or are you getting ghosted a lot? Can you not close a wedding or a consultation? You know, can you not close on the phone consultation? Where is the root of your issue? Once you start basing your pricing decisions off of business data instead of a feeling or your value or your portrayed value, I have no doubt that you're going to feel more confident in yourself, in your pricing, and your business decisions. If you feel like you are like, oh my gosh, every single thing that you just talked about, I need help with, I feel like my foundation course might be the perfect option for you. It's basically the how the heck to run a business course. I am a wedding photographer, so it is geared more towards wedding photographers, but it walks through everything of how I run my business, how specifically in this, it talks about pricing, the first year pricing model, how to come up with your pricing and the formulas. And we walk through that together, how to raise your pricing confidently. And it comes with um, templates for two different beautiful investment guides. So you can head over to our website to check out more of that if that is something that interests you. And this is all that we've got for today's episode. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week.